We all know being an entrepreneur is hard and comes with lots of mental challenges and confidence struggles. For me, I've dealt with imposter syndrome and found that talking to someone has helped me find myself and strengthen my confidence. It can be difficult to navigate it on your own. Now, because of professional therapists, you don't have to. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. No matter where you are, you can talk to a professional therapist that fits your unique needs and an affordable cost. Just fill out a few questions and BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in just days. Put yourself first and use BetterHelp services today and you will receive 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Use the link in the description below this show. You deserve to be happy too. Use the link betterhelp.com slash NYC meets Bama. Again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash NYC meets Bama. BetterHelp wants all of you to be as successful as possible and help you reach your fullest potential. Connect with the therapist today. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back with another episode of New York City Meets Bama. We are here with Miss Sandra. I'm your host, Chris Merriman. And I'm Katerina. We are here to run through some of the adventures that Miss Sandra has had opening her business. Sandra, what is the name of your business? Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, it's called Sandra Falk Couture. I'm actually a women's apparel designer, and I specialize in everything from leather pants to wedding dresses and everything in between. I love it. Where are you located at? We're actually located in Las Vegas, 7450 West Cheyenne, Suite 112 in the sunniest state. It's wonderful here. We have a great showroom and a huge workspace that we create all kinds of cool stuff in. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I'm just curious, just because we got a little background here, where is the hubby hiding at? Oh, he's back in the corner. You can't see him behind the wall. <laughs> trust me, he's right around the corner. He's there. <laughs> they that is phenomenal. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. Yay! Hi. Hey, guys. <laughs> What's going on, Steven? You can stay if you want hey, for the interview. Hey, we're rocking and rolling here in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can. Okay. No, he can't stay. He can't answer all my questions. <laughs> all right so let's get into it so obviously you are amazing designers so tell us a little bit about your company and what differentiates your company from your competitors so i actually started my company in was it 1995 and i initially started out by designing uniforms for hotels and casinos in las vegas and during that time, it was really kind of fun because most of the hotel and casinos here, you know, everybody was vying for who had the best cocktail uniform, which was like the, it's like your signature uniform for any property. Yeah. And so during that time, I designed everything from the houseman uniforms, housekeeping, front desk, the bell desk, valet parkers. I mean, we just, we did everything. But if you were able to capture the cocktail design for a hotel, then your company you know, really had set the pace and set the tone for other vendors and designers coming in looking for that particular 
segment of uniform, you know, to design uniforms. And so I loved it. We designed uniforms for almost every hotel and casino up and down the strip for what? 15 years? 20 years. <laughs> and then one day, one of the uh, event coordinators at one of my properties asked me if I could design a dress for her for one of their black tie events. And I said, well, I'm really a uniform designer. No, but if you design, you know, cocktails and all this other stuff, you can certainly design, you know, an evening piece for me. So I said, okay, like, went to town on that. I discovered that I really enjoyed working with Lux textiles and lace and beads and crystals and sparkle and everything that's sexy. I just really just fell in love with the higher end apparel. I mean, there's nothing wrong with 6535 poly cotton. It's a durable fabric, but you know, it doesn't shine like silk shirt mousse does. And so ever since then, I was completely hooked on just elevating what it is that I my design and my style, my aesthetic. And I just practice using, you know, higher end fabrics and textiles and trims and beads. And yeah, it was really cool. So that's that is kind awesome. of how I started. So then we needed to have a, a logo or something that signified what it is that I did. And my husband loves all of my artwork and stuff. And he's like, hey, babe, you know, you have this sketch here, you know, from like, what was 1996? Minerva sketch, 95 or 96. He goes, that would be really kind of cool to have as your logo. And I said, well, if that's the case, what am I going to call my line? He goes, well, you know, your first and last name is pretty cool. I said, but what is it that I actually do? And I uh, went to New York to do a fashion show for, I forgot the name of the company, but you have to have an interview. And so they take your pieces and they turn them inside out and look at the construction the type of fabrics that you used. And I remember one of the judges asked me, do you make all of your clothes this way? And I said, yeah, this is how I was trained in school and make my clothes. But honey, this is couture. I mean, that was 30 something years ago. It was ago. Ebony Magazine. Was it? Ebony Magazine, like 1998. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I said, oh, and I guess I'm a couture designer. So I've been Sondrafal Couture ever since. Aw. <laughs> that is awesome. And then uh, how did you and the hubby start yeah. working together? Okay, so I think it's my turn to tell this story. Because, tell the story. Yeah, we've been together for 30 years, believe it or not, right? Wow. Um, and so the two of us were in Illinois, in Chicago, at the same time. I was in school. He was modeling and acting. We went to the same bars. We crossed paths. We never knew each other there. I moved to Las Vegas in 1986. And he moved a month after I did. And then I got a job working for a uniform company and he was modeling and acting. And one of my models came in. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for a guy that can wear like 42 long, you know, 33 pants. Do you know, you know, any male models? She goes, oh yeah, I know this guy. He's really great. I'll, 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 give, him, I'll give him your information and I'll have him call you. So he called and made an appointment to come into the, into the showroom for a fitting. He was walking in all dapper with his suit and everything. I was like, oh, okay, well, he just elevated everything. And he fit our uniforms perfectly. We just had to, you know, do a little tape here and there. We didn't have to adjust anything. And then the thing was, before he left the appointment, you know, normally you say, thank you very much. Here's the schedule. You shake somebody's hand. You're all professional. And then he leaves and then you go to do your thing. Well, this guy didn't. He gave me a hug. It's like, oh, okay. What well, can I say? I'm yeah. affectionate. <laughs> so 
so we worked together for like seven years doing all kinds of presentations up and down the strip everywhere and then i didn't see him for like two years he was finishing up his hotel degree and then one night i saw him in a hotel I'm like hey what are you doing and he's like hey well what are you doing are you with anybody and no, are you with anybody? He goes, oh. Pretty clear. Yeah, so <laughs> that was uh, in 1993, and we've been together ever since. Yeah. Aww. Wow. So 93 is whenever y'all actually ended up yeah. becoming a couple. Then you started this business, and you said 98? And were so y'all 90, working 90, together in 98? 90, actually, it was 95. I was working. Yes, we were. I was working for a uniform company, and the uniform company really wants the I guess you would call the big fish, the large orders from the hotels. Six figure orders. Yeah. And so there were a lot of departments that didn't require that much volume. And so we were losing money. And so Steve was like, babe, why don't you take on some of those orders yourself? Why don't you start your, your own company? And it took some convincing, but he really convinced me that I should just like open up our own uniform company and start taking all those small orders that nobody really wants to take care of. And we could do those, you know, fairly easily. So in 1995, yeah, we opened up the original design studio where we designed uniforms for some of my same, you know, clients that I had when I was working for the larger uniform company. But they would give us like specialty things, like special, you know, restaurants or we did uh, 450 togas. For oh, we Caesar's did. Palace we did a special a toga, party. toga party for Caesar's Palace. 450 togas. <laughs> yeah, wow. that was that was a lot of fun. I think that's specialty still, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, the uniform companies didn't want to do was really good really good money. money i mean the first well in 94 the company she worked for turned down half a million dollars worth of small production orders right because they only wanted the big you know half a million dollars or more orders so i said you know what we'll take all of that let's open our own company and, and we got a pretty good chunk of that back because she went wow i, I wrote her letter of resignation <laughs> to her company got a business license found a re Found a retail space. Uh, retail space and opened up and got to work and started all her same casino people kept coming to her for small orders. Small orders. And then some of the bigger some of the bigger uniform companies would come to her to do the design work and they would pay her a very large design fee to design these enormous programs that they could go then and, and manufacture. Yeah. You know, the big stuff. And we didn't you know, we couldn't we didn't have the capability to do, do the that. big stuff. So yeah. so between the design work and uh, the small production stuff it was really good really good business yeah so does anybody have a so picture of steven sporting the toga i yeah. have a lot of pictures of steven in <laughs> yeah. some of my uniforms i actually do i still have <laughs> photographs of all the stuff we did from Valley. yeah yeah yeah, my Caesar <laughs> yeah. Oh, i have a lot <laughs> he used to actually model for me for a long time so i'm like hey i have a photo shoot i need you to come in and like try on all these uniforms like okay yeah I have all the evidence. Mm-hmm. That's why I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you yeah. obviously do a lot. What's your absolute favorite thing to create? So it wasn't until I think it was 2000 and 2011, 2012. I had this, I was on the East coast, had my own company and I would do alterations and special bridal designs for this brand new bridal store that opened up in Herndon, Virginia. And one of the brides really wanted to have a dress design by utilizing her, I think it was her great grandmother's dress. It was like 
65 or 67 years old, this wedding gown that she had. And it, it, initially it was white, but by the time I got to it, it looked like it was more of a champagne kind of color. And so whoever preserved the dress really did a great job because, you know, the, all the fabric was intact, the lace was intact, but it was very, very old and very, very, you know, period looking. And she wanted to see if I could update it. And I was, you know, it's a challenge for me because I've never taken apart a wedding gown and then used all of the materials that were in the dress to create something new. But I found that it was probably the most wonderful experience to take something that you know, an heirloom, a family precious heirloom that they you know, trusted you with to redesign a gown for, you know, a special, special day. I mean, those things take about seven months to almost a year to do because, you know, you have to take the, delicately take the garment apart, lay everything out and see how much material you have to work with. And you have to come up with a new design that can still keep the aesthetics of the original dress but give it an update for the bride. And, you know, it's very emotional thing for the person when you're working with them on such a precious heirloom. I mean, I, it's very difficult to explain how emotionally attached you get to the people when you're working on a project like that. And so my first one, it was amazing. It was life-changing for this person. And then like the following year, our request came in for me to redesign another one because that job went so well that you know you don't talk about that very much because people coming in looking for a wedding dress or either looking for something you have on your floor can you make me something new and innovative but when you get an opportunity to work on a family heirloom it's the most rewarding kind of project to do i'm going to get emotional just thinking about it because i've got pictures of my my ladies and their projects here and there's just something that you get from that that no amount of money can ever pay you for. And you have a, a piece of that person's life with you forever. And they're and you're part of them forever. So yeah. That's probably that is amazing. my absolute favorite thing to do, being in a designer is to be able Aww. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. So would you say it really is would you say that's yeah. the majority of your work? Or do you get other requests as well? You know, it's really funny. I thought that when we reopened our location here that we would get, we do a lot of bridal work, but I would say 85% of what we do is custom apparel. Custom wardrobe for you know, business professional ladies. Since, you know, since COVID, you know, ladies are going back into work and you can't wear Lululemon to work and call that a suit. So, you know, people still haven't lost the COVID weight that they gained you know, during that really stressful time for us. And so they come to me because they, they're not finding what they need in the stores or what they, the sizes to fit their bodies. I mean, I can, I'm a really good, excellent pattern maker. So I can make a pattern for any shape or, or any size. And a lot of my clients have, you know, not normal body size. And so when I'm able to draft a pattern make a muslin and then stand them up in the mirror so that they can see the design in just this basic fabric that I'm going to use as my pattern. The transformation from when they first walked in to standing in front of the mirror is amazing because they realize and understand that you can have clothes made to fit your particular body no matter what size you are. 
Yeah. And look good. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like in the stores, they don't really accustom to everyone. So you have to go and look for the outfits yourself. But at least there's you and people like you that can do that. Because otherwise, people are stuck. This is true. And, you know, yeah, it's I, you know, growing up as a kid, I went to a private Catholic school. So I always had to, I had to wear a uniform for I don't know how many years. And there's no individuality there. And I've always wanted to just be my own person and set the tone for who I am. And I think that clothing is a reflection of your your total personality and gives you confidence in yourself. And so not everybody is cookie cutter and you go to the store and you see a lot of beautiful things. They may have it in a size four to a size, you know, 16, but the average person, you know, won't fit in that category. And so they'll need assistance in finding the right kind of fit and style of clothing, of apparel for them. You know, and I love going to textile shows because I try to find the most unusual kind of fabrics because silhouettes really don't change all that much. A jacket is a jacket, a skirt is a skirt, dress is dress. You know, there's only certain types of silhouettes that you can have, but how you utilize the textiles and the combination and the coloring that you put together, that's what makes the design unique. That's really a fascinating part of what we do in our studio that we can just take some really cool fabrics and depending on how you place them in your pattern to make something really awesome yeah it's fun wow well the same way it sounds like your dresses and what you create are not a cookie cutter same thing with your lifestyle and and what you've created here like being an entrepreneur for 25 plus years and on top of that doing it with your spouse like can you tell some of us uh how that dynamic works. I know a lot of listeners right now are wondering because it's a hard thing to accomplish, especially for the time and, and what you guys have created together is pretty impressive. Well, the thing is we have different aesthetics. I'm very artful. I can, I'm very creative. I can look at something, see it and, and I can make it. My husband is very analytical. He's like, okay, well, that's great, but how are you going to do this, this, this to get to this end result? And so I know that he is amazing at what he does. I have the utmost confidence in everything that he does. And so we really balance each other because if I get stuck on a design, I'll take five minutes, I'll come up here and I'll say, hey, talk to me about something else. And he's like, what's well, frustrating you? Because he can always tell, well, I'm kind of stuck. I don't know what to do with this. He goes, well, just you know, go walk around the studio for a couple of minutes. Well, let's just talk about something else and change the subject. And then in about 10 minutes or so, I'll be able to solve whatever design issue I had. So I have a really amazing support system and I have the freedom to really dive into what it is that I'm doing. And there's no pressure to get it done in like this amount of time. But I always have someone that that has my back that I know that if, if I really get stuck on something, he's going to be there to help me. And to guide me, and I've been able to teach him about what it is that I do. So he he asks the right kind of questions when the clients, you know, call to make an appointment. It's so funny because I can hear when I hear him on the phone repeating things that I've coached him on. He's like, "Yeah, I, I know how to do that. I'm good. Don't forget to bring your underwear <laughs> and your shoes and like all the other jewelry and things that you want to wear." It's the most adorable thing ever. Yeah, Aww. and we just. <laughs> We have a good time. This is something we've always wanted to do. 
together. You know, a lot of people can't work together, but we, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I spent about 30 years in the corporate mm -hmm. world and working in hospitality and hotels. But I have all that administrative experience, and Sandra has all the creative side. So I help her on all the administrative things, and I run a showroom and take all the phone calls and book all the appointments. And I know how to manage the calendar really well because I had to do that for my, my own <laughs> career. And that keeps us on point. And then when she has a challenge with something, where you know something that she's working on is a very very expensive, I can run the numbers and make mm -hmm. sure that. We're going to turn a profit on whatever it is she's doing, given all the amount of time and labor costs and materials and everything else. We we make sure that it works and it works for the business. So we're always aligned in whatever it is we're doing from a creative side and an administrative profitability uh, perspective for the business. That's, that's why we're still here after so many years because we've uh, we've always kept a an eye on those type of kind of things. You know, as an entrepreneur, you can sometimes lose track of where's money coming from. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've always had, uh, you know, been out, very outgoing. We've had a good relationship with our local community and uh, our yeah. support from them and uh, sales and interest in just getting ourselves out there. It's been, you know, really fun for us mm -hmm. and, and people People love to come and hang out in our design studio. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, what's the future look like? So are we looking to expand to a different area or just deeper into Las Vegas? Or? We're not moving anywhere else. We're staying in Vegas. Yeah, we're going to stay in Vegas. We've got a bigger plans. Our lease on this current space is up in three years, yeah. and we're already looking at a, a new development uh, in the downtown area. It's, um, it's going to be an amazing so mixed-use retail and a condominium tower so it'll be street level retail and a 240 condo units where we could put our new shop in a larger space and live upstairs in a condo only 50th floor or something only if it has a gigantic kitchen and a closet oh yeah those two things, you know i don't know you haven't built it however you want <laughs> yeah. that's the yeah. plan but yeah. to stay in vegas yeah yeah, yeah. stay in Vegas, and uh, I mean, 50 some over 50 million people a year come okay. to Vegas right. to visit. They might as well come visit Sondra Falco tour while they're here, have That's something it. made, you know, on those trips. Yeah, we have a lot of out of town clients. Yeah, yeah. And do you think you'll utilize? So, you're going to wait that three year time frame out for your lease to expire, or are you going to try to secure that other building before then? Or how's it? How's that timeline look? Yeah, we're already talking to the developers on both the retail side and the residential side. So they already checked us out and went oh wow you guys great timing we would love to have a luxury goods provider in this space we're already you know they're working on the next uh, set of uh, plans to be released so we'll look at it and see what they're dreaming up and you know get on it now but uh you know they're they're gonna break ground Ooh, right. first part of next year and hopefully break ground first part of next year and be open Expected uh, certificate of occupancy should be fourth quarter, third or fourth quarter of 26, which wow. is about that took the a lot of forethought. We'll be ready to move from here, so. We're already yeah. outgrowing this. Yeah. Yeah. What happens in the meantime? What if what if you guys explode? Yeah, Would fine. you make a transition? Yeah. You think you can handle the influx of customers at your current location? Well, there's a there's a space two doors down that's empty. In our current shopping center, yeah. there is some retail space available. We could probably do a short-term mm -hmm. deal on, 
and you know load up with some equipment and you know get things running if we need to it's been vacant for more than two years so uh oh yeah i think they'd be willing to negotiate yeah. get it with a discount short term thing just to yeah. right <laughs> yep. so with social media how do you utilize that to create sales or have you do you find most of your sales come from just word of mouth with your current customers well i was doing social media for ever for our company and then i just we got so busy that we literally had to find someone that could take care of it for us and so we found a through one of our chamber partners we found a this wonderful girl that you know has a degree in marketing and so We've turned that portion of our social media over to her and, you know, she'll send us the content. I mean, I can't really say that social media has driven business to us because so it, it gets us a lot of interest and exposure. exposure. We because we don't do ready-to-wear. Everything's right. made custom. custom. People find out about us and they look us up and they come and find us. Right. What's great is... We're now getting people reaching out to us through Google, through our website, through Messenger. People are reaching out and asking questions, which is really good. And, and we're able to respond. And, and we have clients now coming up from California. We've had clients from New York, from Portland, Oregon. People are flying in to, to see us and do business with us. So they've heard about us. They've seen, you know, they we get lots of good comments and feedback on our social media. So... That's been good. And we just revamped our website. That just relaunched about That's a month exciting. ago. Yeah. You see, that's why you're getting more traffic yeah. to yeah. it we're now is because it's revamped. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it's gotten a lot of traffic. It's got a lot of traffic, um, yeah. And we're just uh, launching a, um, a new email drip marketing program with a company that I'm building all the content and templates for right now. So that's coming online in the next probably six, eight weeks. We'll see some of that coming out. So... That should, uh, in the next six to 12 months, that should have a pretty big impact for us. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. So you've got an email campaign going, you got social media going. Somehow you're getting traffic through Google as well. Is that just referrals coming to find you and searching that way or? Yeah, yeah, just uh, just doing uh, keyword searches. People are on their phones or their laptops and they're looking for custom apparel, couture, weddings, we do a lot of wedding stuff. I also serve on the board of the Vegas Wedding Chamber. We have a, a site built out on their web platform, which um, helps steer people our way as well. Mm-hmm. We participate awesome. in a lot of local events here with the Las Vegas Chamber of Commerce. A lot of professional ladies have uh, come and found us and have been uh, using our services for the chamber. We went to a chamber meeting a couple months ago. And four of the ladies in the room were wearing Sonderfall Couture apparel head to toe, and they were proud of it. And they couldn't wait to stand up and show everybody. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So as an entrepreneur, what are your biggest challenges, you would say? Or were? Because I know obviously you guys have been, been in yeah. the business for some time now, so sounds like everything's rocking and rolling now. But you got those stories from back in the day where you know the hurdles, you know the struggles. Yeah. It's just balancing the volume, you know, yeah. you have your seasons and soft periods versus your really busy, you know, wedding season versus. Right. So we're trying to keep a balanced approach of, you know, all time, you know, a regular recurring wardrobe clients that need custom wardrobe. And then we go seasonal uh, to the bridal and then, clients. And then seasonal with the bridal mm-hmm. clients because uh, 
that's a very seasonal. And if we do custom bridal gowns, it takes six months to a year ahead, you know, for that to come to fruition from the design phase through all the approvals and sourcing of fabrics and fittings. It, it could be a year from the point where the bride makes a, a purchase to when the, they're actually finished with the dress. So it's like being organized and keeping that calendar is so important. Yeah, you, you have to stay on top of it because the business will shift depending on what season we're in. I mean, it, there's nothing normal about what we do right no. now. Yeah, no. at all. But you want to keep a steady flow of yeah. revenue coming in and appointments, you know, three to so four appointments no a day, right. you know, about 20 appointments a week, mm-hmm. and that keeps it going. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's what it looks like now. So obviously you learned that sort of from trial and error of uh, going through it into the past. How did you generate traffic to you before? Like, was it all bridal showers back then? So you'd have a you know, chunk of money come in seasonally and then it would drop back off? Or, or what it looked like before you figured out this combination of brides and others to keep cash flow. Just pounding the pavement and right. making sure we're, we're... And we also, you know, we go back in and we reconnect with our clients. Just because they buy one thing from us doesn't necessarily mean that they don't need something else. And so, you know, when I'm having a conversation with the client, you know, I find out about their lifestyle, what they do for, you know, entertainment, do they travel, all of these things so that I know... In the back of my, yeah, I get their social calendar back. I'm like, oh, you know, by the way, you know, they need to dress for this event and so and so and so and so and so. And, so. and you know, you do one thing for them, you do one more thing for them, and then they, you know, get the compliments and what happened to you? Who's styling you? Oh, I have a secret weapon. You need to go see Sandra, blah, 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 blah. And we get a lot of our business comes from referrals too. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. people just Sounds window like shopping. Window and shopping. You see and our, our mannequin pull up in the window. window. Yeah. And they have to pop in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, okay, so you do a lot of upsells, it sounds like then, or I guess you'd classify it as an upsell, pretty much a repeat business to the same client, because that is so freaking smart to look at their social calendar and get those updates, because, you know, I would buy into that for sure. You're like, you've got, yes, I want to wear that, of course. Right, because then the customer doesn't have to think about, oh, my God, I have to go shop for something for this event. Sandra's got the calendar. She knows the date that I have already going to have a piece ready to go, so... I mean, perfect example, we went to a Chamber of Commerce ribbon cutting event <laughs> for one of our new business, a woman-owned business, mm-hmm. not far from our shop here, met a young lady who is in uh, pageants, into pageants, mm-hmm. and she needs she, she needs a pageant gown. So we convinced her to come in and make an appointment, come and see us. She was in here earlier today. While she's here, not only does she decide she needs one dress, but she needs two. And so she's going to be placing an order for two pageant dresses that she needs in November. She's like, well, I just thought about this one. I was going to go and buy the other one. But no, you know, I just need to have both dresses made, made, right? made here. Yeah. And, and so yeah. Because they once trust they get you. in the studio and they see the showroom. And- well, here's the thing. People say, oh, you know, I'm a designer. I sew. I do this. I do that. We've had, we have a really beautiful showroom. But I mean, what I love about Stephen and what he does when the clients come in is he walks them back and he shows them the space. He shows them where the patterns are made. He shows them what a muslin is. He takes them back to the sewing room. He shows them where everything is being, you know, sewn up by our our team back there. He shows them where all the fabric books and things are, where we do all the design work. And so when you're open like that, the customer is going to feel that much more confident in your capabilities because you don't have anything to hide. We show them where everything is. And if they have a question, 
you know, we answer it or as best as we can. If we don't know the answer, we'll eventually find the answer. But, you know, showing a client how things are made and how they work in your business, they... Once you educate yeah. the client, it, they're, it, they're it great. really changes, it changes their whole their disposition. Whole... And they see the quality of all the materials mm-hmm. and the workmanship of our samples. And they, their eyes get really big and their jaws kind of dropping. Yeah. And they, they're they ready to go. <laughs> Usually within 30, 45 minutes, minutes yeah. uh, they're like, I mean, okay, what do I got to do next? What's I, next? I always <laughs> tell clients, just because something looks good on the outside, you're wearing it. So it needs to feel good on your inside. So I use beautiful silky linings that feel just as smooth as a baby's butt i encourage them to go over to the samples and turn things inside out you can you know my clothes are made so that you could if you turn them inside out and walk wore them out on the street you know you'd be perfectly fine that company wow. and, and how i make clothes so wow yeah. i think also bringing them through the store is definitely a good customer experience and customer journey they trust you and also they're learning something they are Getting something that they usually wouldn't get from just a regular designer. Right. I mean, you can go to a department store and look at all the stuff, but who's going to take the time to show you how things are constructed and what we can really do for you? And, and you know, a lot of people are timid when they come in. Well, my body is this and menopause. I have that, you know, COVID and weight. And like, it doesn't matter. I said, if you're a pattern maker, if you're a true designer and you're a good pattern maker, you can make clothes for women of any shape and any size. And we do. Everybody's beautiful when they come in here. And we, I've had that experience making clothes for myself. I want to make sure that I give that same experience to everybody that comes here. Yeah, I love that. So do people just order online and put in their measurements in like a quiz of some sort? How does it work? Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) That stuff does not Take us through the journey. (laughs) I don't care. I do not care about what any people say. Oh, this is going to be perfect. It, that stuff does not work. It doesn't work. It does not work. Yeah. Because just because you have a measurement of somebody's body, let's say it's a size 36. Well, is that a 36B or is that a 36 G or D, depending on the size of the woman's bust, right? I've seen people order stuff online. They give them the measurements. They come in and they bring me these pieces. And I'm like, what is this? This is It's not even a costume. And so I encourage people, if you really want to have a good piece of clothing made, go see a tailor, go see a designer, someone that has a showroom, they have a space, they can show you how to take the measurements. Yeah, that stuff doesn't work. Yeah, it, it takes a skilled measurer to, to take the measurements. To make we've, an act, yeah. We've seen one of our competitors oh <laughs> made some suits for this lady. She actually sent us the pictures. The person who did the measurements didn't know what they were doing. They sent the measurements off to some suit maker overseas. The suits showed up about three or four weeks later, and the fit was so horrible. And I mean, she spent over $4,000 on on these suits. And she canceled the credit card charge and kicked those (laughs) suits back because they were so bad. They couldn't be fixed. Yeah, you can't fix that stuff. And, uh, you know, we said basically it boils down to whoever did your measurements didn't know what they were doing. Or if you use, we've seen some ladies use those online apps where, you know, the app yeah. scans your body or whatever and tells you what your measurements are. Those things don't know what, don't know how to take a measurement. Of, they don't compensate for your yeah. hip. They don't compensate for, you know, your thighs, your curves, your butt, your belly. That, you know, 
they can only do to a certain point. So it is a skill and in your skill pattern maker, those measurements, every single little millimeter and fraction of an inch matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys make all of this there into Las Vegas, don't you? It's all U.S. made. Yes, we make everything here. It all, all done right in house. Here. Yeah, we don't send anything. We out. don't send anything it, out. It all stays right here. It's all done right here. So are and you the only one that? Are you the only one that I guess creates the design and everything and puts it all together, or do you have extra help, extra hands? I I am the designer for the company. I have two ladies tailors and they have the capabilities and the strong ability to make patterns and for construction so, for sewing. But I select all the fabrics, the accessories, the materials. I do all of that for each order that comes in. And then I also have a bridal specialist who does nothing but bridal dress, bridal dresses every day. She can do, I can give her the design for something custom. We'll cut it and she can sew it up. And these are skilled individuals that I have. Between all of us, there's probably over 100 years worth of sewing and pattern making experience in this building right now. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. So for that, would you say that they do that together with you? Like, do you guys all sit down and have a collaboration of what you want the design to look like if someone came in and just told you what they wanted? Or do you particularly tell them exactly that's my job yeah that's my job i have the no i just have a, a love fest with all of my clients and so the clients will come in they'll make a, a consultation appointment and we'll talk about what their needs are and a lot most people can't see in color and so i'll have to do like a sketch presentation for them we'll do it in color i'll research all of the fabric and materials we talk about like i said their lifestyle what they like, what their job is, what it entails, because it makes a difference in the kind of textiles that they're going to use to create whatever design it is that they're looking for. And so I do that because it's my brand. Yeah. And then once I have a conversation with the client and they pick out what they want, then I can take my design and I can pass it off to one of my ladies' tailors and they can start a pattern depending on how many clients we have to work. There's usually three of us working on patterns on the cutting table at the same time. Each one of us has a different design. And they have questions about them across the table. So we can talk about it. Everything's different. No yeah. two are alike. Yeah, no two are alike. Every, everybody's working on something different all the time, which is like the funnest part about what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You should come and have something made for yourself. <laughs> I, I should. Yes. Obviously, you work a lot. How do you balance the yes, work like balance? <laughs> How do you balance the work-life balance? Well, part of the one good thing that I have that a lot of people don't is that I work with my partner and my husband and my best friend. And so, you know, he, it's... So, we, the, I mean, first of all, when you're taking orders and you're taking and yeah. you're building a schedule, you don't crush your schedule right, right. out of the gate. So right. don't take on work or business be honest with your clients and yeah. say you know if they come to you we've had this happen mm -hmm. several times client came in oh i need this by next week sorry I mean, sorry can't. that's not possible you can't do that we're currently running six to eight weeks for custom goods and multiple fittings yeah. you know please when you have a little more time or give us a little more it's up we can work with you and guess what those clients came back and they mm -hmm. always do with something else that they need at some other point so 
The main thing is to don't crush your schedule from the beginning and then manage your production. You know, every once in a while you get a monkey wrench thrown in your schedule. Right. You got to step up and do whatever you got to do. But because we're together and we're, you know, we just get it done. We know what has to be done. We, our clients count on us. They know they can count on us. We'll stay here till seven, eight, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night if we need to. We'll come in on a weekend if we have to. Uh, we've had some of our out-of-town clients when they're flying in, will come in on a Saturday or Sunday just to accommodate them because that's what their flight schedule is. Right. And they know right. that uh, they can count on us. And of course, they're willing to compensate for that special treatment as well. So it works for everyone and you just have to be flexible, mm-hmm. know what your commitments are, don't commit to things that you can't, can't do, do right. that and you're going to put yourself in a compromised that's, position. That's a really good thing because when we do have clients, instead of saying no right away, he'll come back and say, hey, based on this, do you think we have time in the schedule to do this? I mean, I'll look at the production schedule. I look at it every single day. And if we can work something in for a client, we will. But if we can't, then we just say, honestly, no, we can't. And yeah, so, once in a while, you get an yeah. emergency rush. Right. We had a young lady recently who was her wedding gown came in. Actually, her original ordered wedding gown was lost by the, so we won't name names, oh but it was lost by the transportation company. Wow. Yeah. Uh, never to be found. So they overnighted another dress, but it wasn't the custom dress that she'd ordered with a custom ham, custom this and that. <laughs> and she's a size four, and they sent her a size eight. So yeah. we had to turn exactly. a size eight dress into a size four dress to make it look like it was painted on this young girl and weeks. made for her. So, yeah. which we did, and we turned it around in a week. Yeah. One wow. Week. And uh, the bridal store that sold the dress was very accommodating. They helped pay for some of the rush charges. Mm-hmm. And because it, we had to put in overtime, serious overtime, which costs, of course, extra money. And uh, so they, everybody chipped in and got together. And, we helped out our client, the bridal store who referred us. The bride was ecstatic and absolutely mm-hmm. over the top with the work that we did. And her mother, family, everybody was in tears and all hugs all around. And, yeah, it was a great And day. they're going to be sending us uh, probably a case of wine. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> As they should. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> it's tiring. I mean, I know that we work a lot, but it never feels like work. It yeah. never feels like work. That's how it should be. It's a good target. At the end of the it's day, you go home, tired. it's like, wow, we changed a so lot of lives today. today. Yeah. And it's a good target. It is a really good target. That is amazing. Yeah. And for all the listeners right now, how yeah. is the best way to get to see your beautiful creations and get to talk to you? Maybe Steven, if he's the one. <laughs> I'm usually answering the phones. <laughs> yeah. You can go to our website. Oh, you go right to our website, yeah. Go to saunterfallcouture.com. All of our contact information is there. There's a whole photo gallery, hundreds and hundreds of photographs of all kinds of different styles based on day wear, evening wear, bridal wear, formal. There's a memoirs page. Make sure and check out the memoirs page. It's a blog of a kind of a, a process of how garment comes to comes to beef through the design process, through the construction process and fittings. It's very interesting and very fun. There's some videos in there. And also, yeah, just all good stuff in our website and how to get a hold of us. So, All right. That sounds awesome. Is your uh, location there as well available? Because I guess a lot of these people want to come inside. I know we got the experience, the walkthrough, the customer journey. It was awesome. 
<laughs> it wasn't quite suited for my male body, but I know Kat enjoyed it. I did. <laughs> but, but you had a learning experience. You learned how to open a paper towel holder and change paper towel. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how you did. It's like, I always wondered how that worked. I did, yeah. You're going to learn that spiral in the middle, either from me or from some. We're lifetime educators and lifetime learners. Yeah. So we, we always <laughs> like to learn something new and pass it along. That is amazing. Well, it sounds like we will see you guys in about a week in Vegas. Yes. yes. All right. Sounds good. Looking, yep, forward, looking to forward to it. Yeah. This was wonderful, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. We will see you guys next week. Thank you. Yes, Thanks, thank guys. you so Looks much. Have a good one. Bye. Care. I'll take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, you too. All right. Thank you for listening. And that was Sandra. Follow along and we will show you guys all the things that she has to offer in the show notes. And we will see you next Friday. Bye. See you next time.